Hello, wrestling fans. Nate Maxson here with you. And as you tune into the latest edition of the show this week, you may notice as you're downloading it, there's a new logo. There's a new name for the show. We are no longer the 2300 pod. We are now reliving the extreme. A new branding for the show, but here's the thing. New name, same great content as we chronicle the history of ECW from the beginning to the end. This week... We finally have reached the apex of the beginning of ECW, the Super Summer Sizzler Spectacular that has been hyped for the past three months that we've been watching this show, Terry Funk and Eddie Gilbert, and much, much more. So let's get into it. I'm joined, of course, by Chad Austin and my brother Aaron. Here we go, reliving the extreme. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome as we are once again reliving the extreme. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And Mr. Chad Austin is here with us as well. Hey, guys. Welcome aboard. How is everybody doing out there after our little Thanksgiving siesta, taking a week off? But we had to, because we had to build ourselves up to what we're about to talk about today, what we all got to watch this week. Finally. After what three months of this show, we're getting to getting to the point. <laughs> the well, uh, Super Summer Sizzler Spectacular. I figure I'll say it once correctly, just for posterity. June nineteenth, nineteen ninety three, is the date, and uh, that is what we are going to be discussing this week on the show. But I would be remiss if I did not mention, as we come to airs, we record this on Wednesday evening. This morning, everybody learned about the passing of the legendary Pat Patterson, and. Uh, Man, what a bummer. What a bummer. I, I didn't know we were going there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a big one, man. It is very it's big. Like, it's a bigger one than, I mean, I, I don't want to say that I'm I'm way more into business than you guys are. No, or I'm more way more than anybody else. But yeah, just... Just the fact that if you can even, if you even know who Pat Patterson is, mm-hmm. you know, if you know who he is. Total and, like I, it, go ahead, guys. It's like I said, I posted on a couple of things that I'm 37 years old. So the, like my entire childhood was of childhood wrestling memories, WWF wise was I mean, he was the blueprint writer for it. You know what I mean? Like, Pat Patterson's hands are all over it. And yeah, I mean, uh, I, I still talk to my to my fiancé today. Like, when we talk and, and anything's funny, I just went, I want banana! <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, she actually doesn't even know what it's from. But she just laughs at the fact that I don't say bananas. <laughs> I just want a banana. Well, I've told my wife for two years that if we ever get another cat, I want to name it Cat Patterson. Yeah, she, does, she doesn't get it, but you know, it's Pat Patterson, man. <laughs> yeah, Chad, like you Pat- said, he, and Chad, it's like you said, best finish guy there's ever been, and mm-hmm. he's just—he was a phenomenal talent. And one of my favorite things to watch from a behind-the-scenes thing is on the on the uh, Wrestling with Shadows documentary, watching him book that finish or you know book the book the finish for the uh for the, the stampede, stampede match yeah it's just fascinating to watch him do that and just watch his brain one, one of my one of my funniest things is watching pat patterson book a finish but not what he's saying 
it's the way he, no, he's, he's, he's going, well, then you come over, then you go over, and then you come over here, and then we do this, and we do this. And, <laughs> and, he, and he's like, like and he's like, and then you, boom, you hit that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother, oh, my God, place is going to go banana. It's electric. Oh, they're going to they're gonna love you. And then you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, you walk out of there, you're going, I don't know, at some point I'm supposed to go boom, boom, banana. <laughs> or, you know, or something like that. <laughs> and that is yeah, now, Pat, that's going to be the name of this, pot, this show. Boom, boom, boom banana. Boom, banana. <laughs> yeah, Pat, Pat Patterson, man. I mean, literally, that's a big one. Because um, I, I actually slept in today because I've been having trouble. I've been having problems sleeping where I've been like waking up and then getting up in the morning and then drinking again and going back to bed. <laughs> so I, I wasn't having, I've been having problems sleeping. I've been having problems drinking. So I, I, I've been waking up, but then I woke up this morning after I slept like a whole entire night. And then I woke up, I put on busted open this morning. God. And then I heard, um, I plugged my phone in and I just saw RIP Pat Patterson, from like two people today and I was like, Oh Jesus. And literally my throat just was like, Oh my God. Like it was, that it, 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 it was one beautiful. of those it was it was one of those things where it's like, Jesus Christ, I hope it's like a, a hoax. You know, like when they yeah. say this person died and he didn't can I get really a, can I get a Snopes fact fact check here or something? Yeah. Like, well I would never you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I would I, I thought it was a hoax. Because, I didn't think, I, mean, I was hoping it was, you know what I mean? Like, Well, not even that, because, I mean, I, I knew the guy was approaching 80, and I knew that his health was in question, mm -hmm. but I didn't hear anything that gave me the impression, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I never heard that. That's what alarmed me. Like, if I would have heard, like, oh, my God, Pat Patterson's in a hospital, you know, in this trying time right now with the COVID and all the other shit, you don't even know, you right. know? I never heard anything, but... As far as I knew, besides the heart problem that Pat had in the 2004, 2006 or whatever, I never heard of him being in any health issues. Yeah, and I didn't know. I mean, what, I think it was uh, maybe the What Culture article today mentioned something about how he had been battling cancer, and I didn't even know that. I had no idea. I never heard that either. No. I, still, I still never heard that. Um. What kind of cancer? It, it ain't from smoking. Don't give me oh, not a cigarette. <laughs> oh, why don't you smoke? So one of the biggest regrets here for me is I never got to meet him in person. Never got to meet him, but unfortunately, that was sorry. Didn't mean to get us off on a bad note here, but I just wanted to, you know, not necessarily a bad note. Just reminisce on on the greatness that was Mr. Pat Patterson. And uh, no, you're never you're never ever going to talk about getting off on a bad note. And then speak about Pat Patterson in that same light. Because right. nothing about Pat Patterson. Uh, I mean, I've never actually one-on-one -on -one met the guy. Mm -hmm. But I have been in rooms with him where I just was like, I, I just want to go meet him. <laughs> but, you know, am I have I done enough right. to go meet Pat <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. seriously, can, can I go do it? And I never <laughs> did. But I've been in rooms with Pat Patterson. And I'm just like, my God, this guy is like, you know, everybody holds Vince as being a genius and this and that. Well, Vince wouldn't be the genius 
that he was without Pat Patterson. Without Pat Patterson and, by and his side. And, yep. and that's what I meant, like, about the whole childhood memories thing. I mean, that, that's that was Pat Patterson. He's the guy. Every time I hear somebody say that he's the best finished guy ever, I just think of um, – I, I can think of a, a, a million, not not a million because I haven't done a million matches, but you know what I mean? A, a bunch of times where I've wrestled matches and somebody came to me with, with their idea what they wanted to do and I would just go like, well, what would Pat Patterson do? Right. Like for a finish. <laughs> if, I, if I was going to protect myself, you know, like, you know, I'm coming back here next month, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. Like, why would I do that when I can just do this and get out of here mm-hmm. when you can get over? Exactly. Yeah, that is, uh, like I said, a sad day, but I guess we'll, uh, unless you guys have anything else, we'll we'll get to the point, the meat of the matter here, get into the Super Summer Sizzler Spectacular. Um, the ECW Arena, we begin our uh, we begin our journey with uh, Jay Sully, our, our old friend, and Todd Gordon outside the ECW Arena with uh, with some fans. Do you know anybody in this shot, Chad, any of these guys that were outside with them? Well, even if I did, I wouldn't even fucking <laughs> open the knowledge. <laughs> I mean, would you guys? What was with? Did you guys see the guy in the blue shorty shorts? Yeah. I saw all. Yeah, and, and it, like, I was like, "Is that a red fanny pack or a cod piece?" Like, that was the most <laughs> awkward-looking fanny pack I'd ever seen in my life. I saw. Like I mean, guy, I, he looked like the guy from the Word Up video. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that the show started out fantastic with a very good disclaimer about how this show was going to be violent. It it wasn't like a disclaimer you normally see on a WWE program, you know? Right. It's not. It's like, like, put the kids away. Yeah, it was like, fuck it. It's going to be fucking nuts. (laughs) Tell the wife to shut the fuck up, you know? (laughs) Dinner should be ready soon. We're going to watch guys bleed, so fucking... Shut up! Settle in, fucker. Damn. This this looks like it's going to be a mighty, mighty impressive show, right? You're going to go banana. <laughs> that, that, dude, I, I'll say that to the I, – I, I'll never stop saying that it was banana. Never. <laughs> that, that, to me, was my Pat Patterson for the, the rest of my life. But, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to get into this show. There was a nice, um, that nice disclaimer about the, the the violence and all that stuff. I thought I was like, wow. And then when they when when they went right into the show open, did you notice the sh- the, the the song change? Yeah. Like, yeah. What what was different about it? Because I I might have to go back on my original tape and see what was the song change. Because I thought it was still the same. I did too, and I don't know if this was. Maybe this show was a VHS. That's all I can think of. Because I'm assuming this wasn't on TV. I'm assuming that this show went to a VHS, so maybe it had different music than the than the TV show. I mean, I have it. I just haven't watched it in I don't know how many years. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember it being anything like that at all. Because I think we still got five, six more. Maybe maybe if three or four more months before we started hearing more original music. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I thought. That's why I was like, wow, they're doing that already? Like, <laughs> they're already changing the music? And the music is sad. It's sad. <laughs> and then and, we, and Todd, oh, Todd, Gordon, sorry, Todd Gordon said something, and I can be totally 
off base with this, but I understand there's indie professional wrestling and independent professional wrestling. But like, if you're an indie show, you shouldn't call yourself an indie show. You know what I mean? But, but Gordon, before they, before they send it to the show goes, this is going to be the hottest show in independent history. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I got I, I got tapes that are sitting upstairs right now that nobody's watching. I can go. Well, I don't know. I got some decent, pretty independent shows. <laughs> what? I, I, I mean, I, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, why call yourself independent? You know, I don't know. Well, I think I think the reason why. I mean, this is just my opinion. I have no idea why. I think the reason why they said that was because. They wanted because they wanted the, the re, they, they wanted everybody to understand that um that the ECW allows everybody to come in because they're not like a contracted company. Mm-hmm. So independent independent in that in that time frame, to me, how it was a bigger umbrella thing. And hey, anybody can come here. So we're not you know we're not going to like say no, you can't come here because you work there. If it, that's that's just me looking at it that way, and maybe also just a, maybe just a little bit because at this time, I think if you think about it, at this time that was still a I guess a fairly new term because the territories at this time were now what maybe whew, uh, when was the la- when was the official death of the territories? But I guess what I'm saying is you've gone from territories to you have two big companies and then everybody else is an independent. So that word was still fresh in the in the in the in the nomenclature, I guess. I don't know. I'm waxing poetic here and it doesn't. Well, I mean, what is it? This is ninety three. This is coming right this is coming off the heels of well what was um the last grasp of Vern of of trying to claim that he was a major like 88 89 yeah where 80, 89 when Lawler was trying to say this is an open company blah 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 mm-hmm. anybody can come here i think i think uh Todd was just trying to you know make independence sound bigger than it was you know i, yeah. I don't know but yeah. yeah that's probably what it was in my opinion uh, might have been me overthinking it and we roll into our opening contest Superfly Jimmy Snuka, JT Smith for the TV title with Paulie and Sully on commentary. And Sully, and talking about, Sully won't sorry. stop going on about the boots. And talking about the uh, music and the whatever, WWE was laying it on thick when they were like adding the music on here and the crowd noise. Like they made it sound like they made it sound like Jimmy Snuka was coming out in like a building that had like 10,000 people. <laughs> Dude, Aaron, you're killing me because I wrote, um, <laughs> I wrote like I looked and I was like it was a good crowd and I went I can't believe how over <laughs> JT Smith was and then I looked around and I realized nobody was cheering for him <laughs> and then I just, I just said like I was there I was in the building and then I was like there's nobody cheering for him like they're cheering for him like it's John Cena <laughs> like and like WrestleMania or something yeah they they they, they piped way too much crowd noise into this. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And, and it, it it wouldn't have it wouldn't have bothered me because I, I would have thought that yeah I was there and, and the crowd was enthusiastic. But there, you know, whoever booked this this show didn't have the equipment to mic it that good <laughs> to where you know where it sounds like you know you know 
Roman Reigns won. Well, the, I was, you know. was going to say, it sounded like the damn Thunderdome thing. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, that, don't get me started on. Don't get me started on that, dude. And and, and first sign of the night in uh in like a computer print, like the nineties. Sully must go. <laughs> I missed that. One. I, wrote down, I wrote papers. down. I wrote down some signs, but I missed. Oh, I got that. some signs. Well, the first sign is Sully must go. <laughs> We're in agreement, guy. The sign. <laughs> I never realized it, but the guys that I, I was was with, um, I looked, and you really can't see me. I'm not sure if you can see me and my friends. It was only four of us. But we're like only a couple of people in front of them signs. So I this is the first time I'm seeing the signs. I never really <laughs> saw the signs. And then I saw Sully must go and I was like, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the match, I mean, I don't know, there's not a lot to say about the match. I mean, Snooka worked a knee, I know that. <laughs> a lot. A lot. And yeah. <laughs> this is what I'll say. Like they had Snooka doing they had snuck a book to do two TV title defenses in this show. But what I don't think they ever said was that like, say JT beats Snuka, then he'll fight Cairo. You know mm. what I mean? So the two title defenses in one night kind of foreshadowed the ending of this match. So that's why I think it was just kind of like, you know, Jimmy Snook is going to win because they've already hyped him to defend the TV title twice. What I wondered was, did they have two Snooka matches? Because if you notice, even though he's the ECW champion right now, Morocco wasn't on the show. So I wonder if that, do you know what I mean? Maybe that was the reasoning well, for those maybe, two. Maybe, but you get what I'm saying with the foreshadowing thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You didn't, you didn't make it, it sound be- like JT had a chance to be champ. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought, Actually, if if I was gonna book this crap, I would have booked um I would have booked <laughs> Cairo and Snooker first, mm-hmm. and and Smith and Snooker second because Smith and Snooker Snooker was way better of a match than the Cairo match, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say Snooker worked for either one of the guys because he really didn't. But I mean, but if I had to go he, who he worked for, he definitely worked for Smith way more than he worked for Cairo and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I would have booked that a little different. Yeah, and I, 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 I literally was completely blown away. I, I just wrote like, what, what was the deal with the crowd sweetener? Because, <laughs> like, because Aaron, I'm still blown away. How I was going. I can't believe how over like Snook and James. What I'm saying, like, they way overdid it. Like, way overdid it. You ain't kidding. They did. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a bad match. They, they didn't do anything. They, they didn't do anything wrong, and yet, at the same time, they didn't get the crowd the shit on them. So, mm-hmm. therefore, in Philadelphia, that, to me, is a plus. Definitely. Yeah, WWE way overdid it with a screen. <laughs> well, Snooker goes over in this one. Go ahead, Aaron. You were going to say something. I was just going to say that the same thing you said. Snooker wins with a super fly splash. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just... Was what it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. They they, they didn't do anything, you know, nothing was embarrassing, you know. They didn't didn't super kick any fucking kids. (laughs) (laughs) And next we roll into the hotly anticipated first blood match between Tony Stetson and, uh, why the fuck did I just, Larry Winters. Larry Winters. I blanked on on his first name. (laughs) Larry Winters, the fruit of the loom. 
But Tony Stetson, I thought, looked good here. He did. I've said it before. Tony Stetson, when they had their matches with, like, um, the Super Ds and the Suicide Blondes, like, Tony Stetson held up with Chris Candido. So, mm-hmm. I, I, just I had, I, I had, um, I had an idea. Like, I, I'm not one of these kind of guys. I, I'm not like, um, I'll sit back and I'll, I'll read book stuff because there's no way you can redo it. Right. You know, it's already done. But if I, if I was there and I would have done it, like I would have cut some promos for Stetson and hot body because the whole entire deal was, they were like a tag team for a long time. They were like brothers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, Aaron, Nate, you tell me. What was the catalyst for them to have a first blood match? Was there any precedent set? No. <laughs> I didn't and, that, and that was even one of the notes I put. When the match first started, until they started, like, you know, working their roles or whatever, I forgot for a minute who turned. Like, who was the heel for a minute? Like, it, yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I forgot mm-hmm. just. For a hot minute, like who's who was the guy that turned for a minute? That, like, that's I mean, what I meant. That, that's why I would have had like you know. I mean, we we went like two or three weeks with a whole bunch of bad promos. You know, I mean, not mm-hmm. not of that them two guys specifically, but you know, just bad generic. I mean, bad as in just generic promos. And why wouldn't Stetson have said like when we were a team, we've been a team forever. I, you know, I sweat with you, I bled with you, and now that. You know, they ain't together. I'm going to make you feel like it felt for me, you know, when I was doing it for us. Right. Yeah. I mean, get, give, give me something. Give me, yes, exactly. Give me something. It's like, hey, why wasn't, why isn't Tony Stetson and Larry Winters on AEW tonight in a first blood match? <laughs> that seems to be what Tony Khan just does. And I'll just book whatever the fuck anybody wants to watch. Yeah. <laughs> One of my first notes is that this is a, this, that, this is a waste of that gimmick. Right, I, I agree. It, it wasn't done properly, but then again, I also, I also say that it wasn't done wrong either. It wasn't done wrong because there wasn't a whole lot to go by, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not knocking the guys. I'm not knocking their match. I'm just saying yeah, the way me. it was presented was just, it was blasé. Yeah, why? why? What, was the, what was the first blood aspect? And then, you know, <laughs> Then I mean I thought they I thought they did great because and honestly in my opinion both guys were probably limited as what they could do so a nice little shitty brawl what's well, a shitty brawl is a good brawl by the way yeah you know they can just go out there and just do a little shitty brawl and then all of a sudden all of a sudden Rock and Rebel shows up out of nowhere and then you know it's, it, it gets the gimmick and the referee don't see it all right that's that's fine you know. You, you did, what, six, seven minutes, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Well, and I actually have wrote down here, the match isn't bad. I mean, it's not, oh, it's not, it's not on my, it's not going to make my list of top 500 matches ever, but it's not bad. I mean, it's watchable. Um, and the, uh, the signs that I noticed, the loser, there was just a loser. And then kill him was a sign that I saw during this one. Um, these guys must have brought a bunch of signs with them. That's fun. I love it. Um, and I can't believe that I was sitting in front of them. <laughs> I, I don't remember them. I, I don't because I don't remember them signs because I'm I'm like four or five rows probably in front of mm-hmm. them somewhere. <laughs> the uh, Winter's Blade job was pretty obvious. I mean, yeah, he laid there was, for a minute, which is yeah, <laughs> fucking <laughs> it was with it. Obvious. It was pretty bad. <laughs> 
But like I said, overall, Rebel, We again, one more thing. We have no explanation for why he's involved in this. There's been no... I don't. I didn't. I didn't see any heat hinted between him and Larry Winters at any point. So, um, I don't know. But anyway, overall, not offensive. Just kind of there. The first. Oh, you're right. Like you not guys. Offend. Like you guys said. I mean, it didn't need to be. Well, we, they gave us no reason for it to be this <laughs> this extreme of an outcome. But right, apparently, I, I never. Apparently. I never saw the blade job. Like that, Larry Winters did. Like was how much blood was it? <laughs> well, it was I, because he has this big moppy fucking. <laughs> yeah, well, why wouldn't you? Use, why wouldn't you use that as a selling point? Like, oh my god, would you look at this? These two guys went to this extreme, you know. Mm-hmm. Unless it was just a shit job, you know, a shit blade job, you know. Which it probably, in my opinion, it probably was. Probably. And apparent, apparently, Larry Winters is like. Hulk Hogan-esque with his strength, too, because he he powders out both of them at the end of the match. Like, he runs them both off. And there was no blood still. <laughs> like, I was still I was still looking for the blood when he made the baby face comeback. It, and was, he blew it, was, comeback. it was getting all observed up to his perm. <laughs> Winter's mania running wild, brother. Yeah. <laughs> the perm absorbed all the blood. Well, that was a shame because that, that was a waste of a perfectly good first blood match. But Absolutely. <laughs> believe me, there was enough blood for the rest of them. <laughs> Talking about awful. Up next is our cat fight. Cat fight humiliation match. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm, I, you got to add the humiliation. Well, glad you clarified. Appreciate that. <laughs> you get a that sign. Or the people that are involved in it. <laughs> well, there, there's the sign. There's a sign a couple rows behind you, Chad, that says... We want skin. <laughs> but none like, of this no, skin. <laughs> none of this skin, though. Well, I mean, uh, there's a lot of jokes right there that I'm not even going to write. But um, <laughs> if, you're in, if, if you're in South Philadelphia and you're watching Miss Peaches in Ty, Tigra and uh, they're going to take their clothes off and you want skin, then it goes to tell you what, what kind of crew – the uh, strip clubs in South Philadelphia have on a on a Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> that, that ain't good. Freddie Gilbert Lawler's he's the ref. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Gilbert. See, I, I, I actually wrote that here for a reason because Freddie Gilbert. He, uh, um, you know who Freddie Gilbert? We already discussed this. It's Lawler's mm-hmm. kid, and it, and it's Gilbert's like office kid, like mm-hmm. right hand man. He was there to keep the match together and what did he what did he do not <laughs> keep the match together in any way shape or form no these never. two motherfuckers um uh tiger i don't fucking know there was, <laughs> I, I don't know nate you tell me because there was more outside of the ring going on yes. than there was inside they, they essentially <laughs> just ran around like that's pretty yeah. much what they did they just ran around for and then, three, and then, three and a half minutes and then and then they added some other hooker in there. Yeah. Like, and she's the one that lost her actual clothes. Yeah. Well, she was the only one with tits. <laughs> well, you know, this, this, this is what I, I was like, man, look, they're just, they're just throwing them out there. They have no idea what they're doing. They just got to get through this because uh, I, at this point, um, this is Angel was the girl's name. She was the one with the tits. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, Angel was the girl that came out there, and and as we go on, I'll, I'll I'm not even sure I want to tell the story, but good God, but um, <laughs> but yeah, Angel was out there for that reason whatsoever because they knew they were they they weren't going to deliver on the stipulation mm-hmm. that they were going to get to the close down. But Angel was a, a topless lady, um, I, I, I um entertainer at a strip club that I believe. Don't hold me to this, that I believe Tigress also worked at. Like, she must have knew her or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, they must have ran it by her, and she was like, well, I ain't doing it. And then Angel was like, well, I'll do it, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And Paul probably, she probably got paid more than, I don't know, I'm looking at the, the roster going, well, she probably got paid more than a lot of us. Angel worked the, the night shift. Tiger worked lunchtime. <laughs> well, that, yeah. <laughs> Well, Monday. Yeah, Monday lunchtime, the buffet day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scampy's out, and so is Tigra. Yeah, shrimp Scampy and old pizza. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like uh, that. Was the angel angle? And I wrote bad, and then I wrote wow. Like you know, that was their that was their whole entire that was their shock value for the night. Because you know, did, did you guys see any women in the crowd? Nope. <laughs> I didn't see him either. So, so when you got, I mean, believe me, this was a good crap. This was a good crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many shows have we done that we've actually said like, wow, what a crowd. None. Like that was a, that was a, that was a show when they started putting actually and legitimately close to the capacity of that building. You can't have titties at Cabrina. <laughs> Cabrini. <laughs> well, I mean, geez. they have, a, they have a, they have a no tapas policy. Yeah. I wrote. I do have a note. One note here that the only thing that I found entertaining about this match is Polly busting Sully's balls the whole time. That was the uh, that was the only entertaining thing about this thing. It's kind of the precursor to no more Sully. Yeah. <laughs> that that, I mean, that that's all I could think of. That is, is that you just know that it's coming. You, you just know that's coming because Paulie is just—he's he's just telling you I got no use for this guy, <laughs> and my guy will be on later on in the show too. By the way, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just gonna kill him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I felt bad for Ty, Ty, Tiger or whatever her name is. I felt bad for that girl because she didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and Angel, in, in my opinion, was just a victim of just the business because. You know they had a they had a stipulation to meet, and they had mm-hmm. a an angle they had to fucking pay off for, and if and, and we all knew Peaches wasn't going to do it, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. there was angle Angel, and like literally, how great is it when somebody gets their their bra stripped off, whatever, and they throw their hands down to their side before <laughs> they grab before they grab their bosoms, you know. <laughs> And just been like, what? I can't believe this. I can't look at me before they grab them. So, course, yeah, course, I mean, Peach, of course, Peaches isn't going to do it. Her husband has bigger tits than she does. <laughs> he had no idea. <laughs> believe me. Next, we have. Yeah, our... I mean, oh, go. It, 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 hey, hey, let's not forget that the uh, the Rebel Stetson tag team was. Featured more in here. They're the ones that uh, ripped, ripped Angel's memories yep. out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, Rebels. Oh, yeah. Involved. Yeah, but they, they did it as an accident. 
<laughs> like they were all trying to like dosy do with her. I thought. I thought they were dancing with her. The one guy spun her around and like like and she fell right. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a literal hoedown. It was like well, it was like perverse vaudeville. It was like a perverse vaudeville kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you, you wait till we get more into the angel story. Good. Good. Right. Uh, I'm not even. Snuka and Cairo in the second world like world TV title match. The second TV title match is next. We got Terry Funk on commentary, putting Tommy over pretty hard. Yeah, did, did you know did, the crowd looked like it was getting bigger during that by any yeah. chance? Yeah, it did. Like I, that was my only note. I, I wrote Snuka again versus Cairo, and then I went I was like, "God damn!" I, it looks like I see people filing in, like just. <laughs> Maybe it, maybe it was intermission and people were hitting the payphone and being like, "Hey, they got titties out of the ECW arena." My guess is it probably it probably was a was a seven o'clock thing, you know, mm-hmm. and people started didn't, didn't start showing up till like you know nine o'clock or maybe or so. That's the way it is. I haven't. I I don't know, but I just noticed that. It, it looked like the building was getting bigger, and I was like, "Good God!" You know, the, yeah. That, that was nowhere near as that was nowhere near as good as um as the JT Smith match. And then I think that Snooker was just like, "I don't know how much more time I got to do with this, like <laughs> to get through this. Just let me get out of this so I can go to fucking home." That's one of my notes is that that Snooker and ECW out of all these shows we've watched is like the biggest letdown of it. The guy's so fucking lazy in ECW. He's so lazy. Well, yeah, because Morocco was so fucking lazy, he didn't even show up. <laughs> but, so but he he talks looking into showing up and doing even less, or almost yeah. as less as not showing up. Like even even at the end of it, when Paulie trips Cairo and he does like puts the feet on the ropes and everything, it's just so fucking lazy. That ever lame. Yeah. That was a lame finish, right? But right before they did that, did any of you two guys notice that they may have been John Aresi sitting at ringside? Was it? I didn't see him. Oh, I hope it was. Like John Aresi was sitting, like you know how you, you know where Murderer's Row is out yeah. on across on the hard cam, right? Yeah. Right to the left of that, when they were out on the floor. There was a big fat Italian guy with black hair and glasses, and I was like, "Oh my god, is that John Arezzi?" Probably, it probably was. Arezzi talks about being at all them shows and shit. Well, shots to John Arezzi for being <laughs> at the ECW arena, but he, he don't even want to tag himself in this nonsense. <laughs> and the other thing with this that I didn't understand, and I, like I said, I might be overthinking it too. I think it was kind of dumb to have Terry Funk on commentary. Not that Terry Funk doesn't do a good job in commentary, but why have your main event guy like commentating for this? i tell you why, because they didn't have confidence in Jay Sully to do it by himself. And this was all done in post-production. So, I mean, I mean let's be honest, Terry Funk still had a half an hour. That, that, that's what he said. That he can go in and think about what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would have just put Joey in there one more time. I mean, Joey did a fantastic. Oh. That's coming up. But I'm just wait saying. a minute. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Is that what I think you're leading to, Aaron? Yeah. 
Because I I, I I had to actually, like, I can't believe I'm stuttering because I had to rewind it to go back again and go, wait a second. And then Jess has no idea. She doesn't really, you know, she, she's as, like, as in, in the wrestling as, like, Cornette's wife is. She, she knows wrestling, but she doesn't really know everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I was like, wait a minute. She's like, yeah, that's the oh, my God guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming up in a couple matches. Honestly, he's coming up in the in the like two mat two or three matches away from now. I would have used him the whole night. If this yeah. was a post production commentary thing, if I would have heard him for that, I would have said, "Guys, let's redo this whole thing. We'll just Joey the whole night." He did. Well, that was that was obviously the stepping stone. I mean, right, Aaron? Like yeah. because yeah. It, it was it was. It was uh, it was uh, Sully, Paulie, Sully, Sully Funk, and then Sully, Joey Styles. Yep. So the, obviously that was in post production, where it was probably done on separate days. Where where Paulie says, "Hey, we got another guy." You know, <laughs> I mean that's all I can you know think about it. But yeah, but that that looks like it's a perfect introduction to Joey Styles for there. Sully doesn't see that the hammer's about to drop. <laughs> he's, blind. He does. he's blind. He's too drunk. He's too drunk. <laughs> uh, all right. So now we got the Sandman, Johnny Hotbody. Which Snooker won that match, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Had that. We got, yeah. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, because it was a street fight, this is thankfully the first time we've see, seen Sandman not in that god-awful wet suit. I was saying it's a first, our first glimpse of the future Sandman. Yes. And uh, Terry, Terry Funk, no karate, no judo. It's a street fight. <laughs> and when Sandman comes out, somebody holds up a sign that says keg gut. <laughs> keg gut. Yeah. Sandman has keg gut. <laughs> Well, honestly, I got to tell you, this is when um, wasn't it you, Nate, that I that, that I texted that I was going to dinner? Yeah. This is the match where I stopped it at because I I literally was watching it for like an hour and a half and went, I've had enough. <laughs> and I said, I said, my wife's coming home and we're going to go to dinner. And when I get back, there can't be a whole lot more to watch. So she, I, I can make her sit through this, right? Right. And then when I when I got back, I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot! I, I stopped it on Sandman and Rebel." <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, "Wow, you know, um, yeah." The crowd the the crowd didn't really give a shit about either one of them, in my opinion. I heard a lot of booze. No. Yeah, I did. I suppose, that's what I, I actually wrote down here. People aren't into this thing; they're booing it. <laughs> they yeah, they, they, there was a couple of bad chair shots. They aren't booing it because, you know, there's anybody that has real heel heat or anything. They're just booing it. Um, it looked it looked phony. Yeah. The, the 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 Stetson Winters match was more convincing than this match. Oh, 100%, man. 100% <laughs> I agree. Because, like, the punches, were, they looked like they were, like, making contact. Mm-hmm. You know? As, as, as limited as Winters is, he still knew how to sell that shit. Yeah, <laughs> and and Rebel and Sandman they knew better. I I don't know what their deal was that night, but you know, I, I don't I don't know. But I mean, it just wasn't good, and they just didn't they just didn't mesh well that night. 
Mm-hmm. What was the deal with the apple? I didn't understand. What was the deal with yeah, the apple? Why did why did why did uh, Hot Body take a bite of an apple? In the I didn't understand that at all. Like it never got to a point. Like there was never. Oh, a, I never even saw that. I, I yeah. must have fucking just zoned out at that point. There was there was literally an apple in the corner, and he went over and took a bite out of the apple. <laughs> oh, rebel! Oh, and he yeah. bit the apple. Hmm. Said when rebel bit the apple. Yeah. Yeah, that made no fucking sense. <laughs> maybe, that's, Nate, maybe that's an Easter egg that <laughs> that somebody's going to have to figure out. Why was there – that was an Easter egg because if they never followed up on it, then why did they do it? Yeah, well, there's with these the, the other thing is, too, though, they, they bring up the apple later. No lie. They bring up the apple in another match. I think I missed that. Oh, I'll tell you about it. <clears throat> Well, oh, at, some, at some point, I was listening to the new ACDC album, like <laughs> not too long after this. So, yeah, so you, you're right, Aaron. He could have said something about the apple, and it just went <laughs> over my head because you know once I heard Joey Styles, I'm like, right. I'm just saying they bring it up again. <laughs> well, you love the apple. <laughs> the let's see we get a ref bump tony stetson's out i don't understand why we got a ref bump it's a street fight it's a very shitty ref bump too yeah yeah it is terrible who's the referee what was that guy's name they said his name was it finnegan molino or gilbert i think it was molino okay so that was a that was probably a legitimate ref bump then because they never they never really used them to as like um lame ducks you know, mm-hmm. for so what was the finish? What happened? The, well, it was, well, they bring out some other hooker. Yeah, yeah but who was the woman? Uh, and I thought I was talking. I was still talking about the angel at spot. I was, yeah, I was like, I was watching. I'm, I'm right looking at my notes here, and I'm kind of speechless because the end of this is such a clusterfuck that they, they bring out some other hooker, and she has, she's not like bad from the back. I don't know what she looks like from the front because you don't see her. But she sprays Sandman with something, and then Rebel smacks the fuck out of him with his weight belt and rolls him up and pins him. <laughs> it's, it's, it was stupid. I, I can't even believe. I don't even remember who the hell this was. What? What? I never I, saw her face, so I don't know. No, I never. I never saw her. <laughs> I mean, all, all I got was the crowd booed, and I wrote, "Who is the woman?" But I have no notes as regarding to like who I thought she would have been or what she would have done. Like <laughs> no idea. Uh, who who was she later on? Is that was that ever revealed? I don't think so. Good Unless God! Now I gotta go back and watch no it. Because <laughs> I, I I mean I'm gonna be honest. I don't I don't remember. That's that's pretty fucked up. Oh, considering I watched it an hour an hour and a half ago. <laughs> well, like I said, the whole thing, this whole finish is just so convoluted, and it's like there's parts of a story that it's like it's like we're in we're in that we're in the third part of a five part story that they never told us part one or two of. In this yeah, but we all know how we all know how it ends at the end because <laughs> yeah. all, you know who, who stays, who goes, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But yeah, now I want to know who this fucking broad was because I'm trying <laughs> to think like being there. I can't think of any. I, I don't know because 
it wasn't like the women were running around in the locker room and you knew who everybody was. I don't know. But I just can't think of who this mysterious woman was in that time frame. We've already discussed Peaches, Tigra, Angel. This was just some blonde with a nice 93 ass and some 93 <laughs> shorty shorts. It's the only thing I know about her. Well, I must have like been taking a sip of my beer or something. I, I don't even remember this whatsoever. But I, I, so, I know what I was. So, I know what I was happy to see, though. So here we go, guys. Are you ready? I went to Wikipedia. What I was happy to see. I, I went to Wikipedia real quick. Kind of who this broad see, was to see who I could solve if I could solve our mystery. Now, according this is the line according to Wikipedia. Rock and Rebel faced the Sandman in a Philadelphia street fight with Rock and Rebel pinning the Sandman using a schoolboy after an unnamed Tammy Lynn Sitch entered the ring and momentarily oh, really? blind the Sandman with hairspray. No Is chance. Really, Tammy? No chance. That's, that's Wikipedia. She looked... I'm going to say this girl looked a little too thick to be Tammy in 93. Uh, no, no chance. <laughs> no chance that was Tammy. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, it's a hundred percent. Now, if you would tell me that was Tammy in two thousand five, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Now, see, that, 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 that was ninety three, Tammy. If she was doing it, whenever them, um, whatever them web pages are, where you can get money to watch her do stuff, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, yeah, that's Tammy. But no, that girl was not Tammy Sitch. Uh, no way, not nowhere near ninety three. That was probably borderline illegal anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, she she wasn't old enough. I've got to. I'll, I'll try to do some more research and dig into this a little more. As uh, I still want to know, that was John Arezzi at ringside. <laughs> I'll watch again. I'll watch again and tell you if I think it's John Arezzi. Yeah, but now now the highlight of the show for me, guys. Come on, you know what it is. Dick well, Murdoch. Of course it is. Here's me. I wrote here, and nothing. This all of this is fun because Dick Murdoch's in it, and Terry Funk is busting Dick Murdoch's balls on commentary oh, the whole time. He's, <laughs> it's called, he's calling him Richard. He's calling him Hoyt. He, he just yeah. <laughs> Richard, Richard, really Richard the Rube. Richard, Richard the Rube. <laughs> it's so much fun. Of course. <laughs> But as, as soon as I saw him, I mean, didn't I tell – was that you, Nate, or Aaron? I can't remember which one I was telling that I wasn't sure that I, I, th I thought Dick Murdoch actually showed up. Yeah. Yeah, we discussed that a couple of weeks ago when they first started advertising him for the show. Yeah, um, I didn't think he showed up. There was a smear the queer sign in the, in the audience during this match. Yeah, that's one of my notes is I'm surprised that WWE didn't, like, you know – Blur that out. All the blur things they blur out. out give that, give that thing. Give that thing the real world champion tre treatment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you think you? Aaron says he thinks he knows who Dark Patriot number two is. I really do, and I might be completely off. And I googled because I wanted to make sure the guy was in the business before I said this. I think Dark Patriot number two was Bill Demont. No. Just, watching, just, just. I, I think in like '93 he was, he was probably about that size. I, I just I, the way he worked and 
I'm a Bill DeMott fan and just watching him do his chops and then standing off and looking at the crowd and shit. He was doing like Bill DeMott-esque motions. I think it was Bill DeMott. I, 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 I tried to research it. Actually, I tried to like look the internet and whenever you put Dark Patriot number two in, it just it keeps gives coming. You Doug Gilbert. Yeah, it just gives you Doug Gilbert. And there's no there's no hyperlink for it on, on uh, Wikipedia either where you can click it. So your guess is as good as mine. It's actually better than mine because I didn't have a guess. <laughs> well, I, figured, I don't, I I don't think that was, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that was, um, uh, Bill DeMont because, um, it wasn't until, and this is why I think I might even have concrete proof that it wasn't until October near ultra class that Paul reached the agreement with Victor Kionis mm-hmm. for uh wing. And that's when Bill came in. Uh, Bill was a, a New Jersey guy and me and Bill were friends. I don't know where we're, I don't know where we stand now. I haven't seen him in decades, but um, yeah, I, I don't think the timeline would have mattered. It matched up then, if you know what I mean. That's why I said I'm probably wrong, but I just, <laughs> the guy reminded me of Bill. I, mean, like I, I, I just think it was somebody that, that he could have a good match with. Yeah. You know, it could have been a buddy is. They, 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 it didn't have to be anybody because clearly it wasn't Doug Gilbert, you know? Right, right. And, you know, for all we know, it could have been Tony Stetson, but the guy was actually pretty halfway decent. Yeah, the match wasn't bad. And like I said, yeah. everything, everything about this was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Even when Terry leaves, he goes, yowza. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> no, he goes, he goes. At the end of this match, for one, like I, I put in, in in my notes that that Terry Funk is super into dick, just because I thought that was funny. But well, Murdoch hits a hits a pretty good drop kick, size in the match, and um, after Murdoch wins, uh, Sully says, "Hey, I know you got to go get ready for your match," and he goes. Wowza, wowza, wowza. That's <laughs> what Terry Fun says. Wowza, wowza, wowza. But think, think Murdoch, if, if I had the money, I don't know, if I had somewhere near Tony Khan's money and I was going to book a company, I would pay Dick Murdoch. I, I would call him and say, what do you want? <laughs> you know, and he, he, I'm sure he would give me some bullshit number. And I'll go, okay, just come and hang out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe we'll use you. Maybe we won't use you. But you know, just come and hang out with the boys in the locker room and shit. And you got your Coors Deer like membership, so he get he gets free beer and shit. It would have been fun having around. I'm sure he got. Uh, I'm sure that deal got got dried up a long time ago. But, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure Dick Murdoch wasn't paying for beer later on in his life. But, yeah, I know what you mean. But, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Dick Murdoch is always somebody. Why wouldn't you want to have him around? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we were speaking about Pat Patterson earlier, and nobody's ever had a bad thing to say about Pat Patterson. What's what's the worst you've heard about Dick, Dick Murdoch? He, he stiffed people on tabs. Because it was his rib, you know, or, but what, what was the worst rib? You know, <laughs> he, he never really did anything bad, bad to anybody. He just, you know, sure. Him and Dusty had 
donkeys in the room or whatever the fuck the story is that they had. <laughs> but it wasn't. He never killed people, you know. Right. <laughs> well, he. Uh, this was like our TV champion. <laughs> sure. Uh, so up next is quite the debacle. This six man insanity that uh, we're going to see. And here, just when we thought we were done with Stevie Wonderful, now they put the son of a bitch in the ring. It's Stevie Wonderful teaming with Sal Balomo and one of the Super Destroyers against well, against uh, the the Hollywood blonde or the Hollywood blondes, two of suicide. the Suicide Blondes, and um, Halitosis Robbins the third. HQR two. Um, I put in my notes that when they, I've heard. That when you're going to have to do a replacement on your car that's already advertised, you want your replacement to be better than the person that you replaced him with. But Sounds ECW like- decided to make it wonderful. <laughs> of course. <laughs> this was not good. I, I, I don't have anything. I don't have. I have hardly no notes about this other than. Um, I have, a, I, have I, I have one note that I have is I was or two notes. I'm glad that Joey Styles is here and Joey Styles used the Rodney Dangerfield bowl of soup joke. And when he he talks to Sully about his suit, he's like, "Did you get get a free bowl of soup with that suit?" Yeah. <laughs> but Joey's kind yeah, of. I, I, I didn't. Here. I didn't. Actually, I just wrote Wildman Sal and the Super D's versus, and I wrote. It looks like I started writing the. And then it looks like I just scribbled the rest of it. <laughs> and then I wrote, like, Hunter Q below it for, for I have no idea why. And then the next thing I had was Joey Styles. Yes. Yes. Playing was the Joey heel. Styles in this match? Play, playing the heel on commentary, by the way. Yeah, Joey's, Joey's full heel. And I've also, I, I also don't remember, they, they said Joey Styles. Worked for PWI. For pro, for pro I don't remember Joey Styles ever being a name that I ever saw as like a contributor to PWI. No, I mean maybe as a freelance, he could have um he could have pitched stories because they had them they had them sub um I don't know what they're called like contents in their magazines mm-hmm. where they did have correspondence, <coughs> you know. Yeah. Isn't it how Jim Cornette got in the, with with Kaiser and all that shit? Yeah. So, you know, maybe, I mean, even Taz was in one. I love making fun of Taz, by the way. <laughs> um, like, I, did I, who did I text last week when Taz was on TV? And I said, I'm texting Jonesy about Taz. No, that was and me. I, yeah. I, I, I just texted him. I said, I always smile when Taz is on TV because I know that motherfucker don't want to be doing that. <laughs> like he, he doesn't want to be on TV, and this is hilarious. That he, he's like, I'm telling you, he's going fuck, mother, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, but <laughs> um, but he, he, either way, like um, Joey Styles. Um, do you really think they were bringing Joey Styles in to be a heel commentator? Because I, I, I'm not even sure I felt that. I, I felt like match, he, I felt like he was, was healing it up. Yeah, I felt like he was healing it up in this match. Now I don't know if that was their intent or again, like I said, we're just we're slowly like, like, we're we're letting Sully down down softly or something. Like, like big, big Sal hits his drop kick in this match, and Joey's like, the only reason he fell over was because he smelt the disgusting feet <laughs> of oh, Big Sal. 
Oh my goodness! He, he, said, <laughs> no. he said it smelled like like old sausage and parmesan or something oh. like that. <laughs> yeah, he was he was knocking Sal. There's also a, a sign in this match that they held up, and it says, "The Kitty's Pal, Wild Man Sal." <laughs> well, what's all that? <laughs> I mean, what do you got a problem with kitties? He loves the kids. No, the he kids. loves the kids. The kids. Oh, the kitties! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the kitties, pal. A wild man, Sal. Is what he loves the kids. Well, dude, seriously. I mean, coming to the ECW arena, you're not going to get a whole bunch of kids coming to the, the show. So maybe Sal's audience is going back to work for um, um. Oh my God, I can't think of his name, Dennis Carluzzo. Carluzzo, yeah. yeah. And going back for Caluso and working at the armories where you're Salvalomo and every Friday and Saturday night at the VFWs, the kids come out. <laughs> Maybe that's what he should have been doing, you know, then. But I, I, I still think that Paul, Eddie, somebody, Todd, maybe. So, I mean, I thought there was something there with, with Sal. I, didn't you guys at all? Yeah, I like, like the, I like the, the wacky. I don't know. It's just it's this, it sticks this out. Ma- this match, honestly, in my opinion, was like looking at it. It's like <laughs> the the culmination, like the like the ending of the beginning of the Caprini College shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like this is this is like this is putting this a is, bow on Cabrini. The, yeah, this is the Cabrini College guys like WrestleMania five. <laughs> like, we're gonna finish this out. This no way! Big, you cannot match. say that, man. Where was the Where was the Wolfman? For <laughs> <coughs> Max Thrasher, they were waiting to take down the ring. <laughs> it wasn't their ring. I think it was their ring. <laughs> they were still waiting to do it. <laughs> That's great because this was the show where where these guys weren't on the show, and this is where I thought like this is a whole. Um, I wasn't backstage yet. I I didn't really have any privy to any information or anything. But I think this is where the whole entire Paulie thought that there's something more here than mm-hmm. Eddie can probably you know produce. This is where this is the show that I think that it was. Because Paul thought, like, man, because go go back to what Paul thought about the Good Heart shows. Mm-hmm. You know, that shows drew like twelve hundred people. You know, in a three thousand thirty five hundred seat convention center or whatever, they drew like twelve hundred people. Right. That's a Philadelphia is a strong, strong market, and that was a decent show, considering the building. There was nobody going to tell you how many people you could put in that building. You know, there wasn't. That's what I'm saying. These are like the Cabrini guys. And I think they all looked at each other and they were like, guys, it's never going to get it any bigger than this. (laughs) This is, this is our, this is our epitome. We've been working in front of, we've been working in front of hundreds and now we're in front of thousands. (laughs) Let's go out there and show them why we are in this. Well, that's why the guys that worked that show never worked again. (laughs) <laughs> because that, that was the WrestleMania. So I'm saying this was these guys at WrestleMania. Yeah, Larry Williams going. Well, you got blood on me on the biggest show of my life. <laughs> I'm going Wonderful. hurt my wife and kids. Stevie Wonderful was like, "This is must have been what it felt like when DDP drove the pink Cadillac at WrestleMania 6. 
Yeah, I mean, seriously. This is like, it's not getting any, hey, man. It's not getting any bigger than this. Like, oh. Stevie, Won- Stevie Wonderful's probably still telling people about this. <laughs> and then I chased Hunter the Q. Rob- yeah, and then I chased Hunter Q. Robbins yeah. around the ring. And this dude just like, and, and whoever he's selling it to, he's just like, just give me my Slurpee and my change, man. <laughs> Yeah, it was it, it was a weird time, and like like we said, as we'll see as, as this show goes on, we're, there's so many more guys that you're not going to see that were there, and a lot of them guys I thought could have had spots. Mm-hmm. I really thought Tommy Cairo could have had a spot. Um, we all know about Sam and Rebel is a whole entire different. That's a whole entire different fucking show. Um, <laughs> Uh, Stetson, I don't have a bad thing to about, say about Stetson. I don't know why he didn't. I, I love this role that he had, but whatever. You know, it was what it was. It was right there. It was mine. Um, yeah, a lot of them guys, they just didn't They didn't grasp what the future was, I guess, you know? Right. And there there, there was like a minute where Stevie Wonderful and um, um, Hunter Q. Robinson were in the ring and – Fucking Sully was like, this is what the people want to see. Like, he said that. He said, oh, the people want to see Hunter Q. Robinson and Stevie Wonderful. It's like, no. No, they don't. I, I must have missed that as 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 well as the people. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember anybody going banana over yeah. um, but yeah. making a Hunter Q. Robinson yeah. and Jay Sully reference. Yeah, Sully tried to say that the people like they were in, like Sully or not Sully, but sorry, wonderful and and Hunter Q were in there for like five seconds, and Sully was like, "This is what they want to see." <laughs> wonderful and Robbins, like no, no, I don't think so. I, so, I mean, wasn't uh, yeah, no, I just think no for comedic yeah. for comedic factor. We actually spent a lot more time on this than I thought we were going to, which is good. That's I'm not saying that's bad, but I didn't have a lot of notes on this other than it was just a clusterfuck, really. No, it went you, way too long. Uh, yeah, yeah you're right, because at, at this point, now that you mention it, when it came on, I thought that it was almost kind of like um, an infomercial for the next show kind of thing. <laughs> so, I, and, I mean, I'm not joking. I kind of got up and I walked into the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, and did one or two things and came back and I was like, Oh, this is like an angle but an actual I didn't, match, yeah. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> I didn't see it. And then at that it, you know, if, if if I didn't give a fuck when I first saw Sully or whatever on there, then I wasn't giving a fuck then. So <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, you're right. Whatever it, 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 you tell me how it was. <laughs> it was terrible and Sal won with his pizza splash. Yes. A bigger pizza splash. So now we come to our main event, the match that we have been, they have been hyping since we started watching this show. The Texas Chain Match Massacre Match of Matches. Yes. Hey, can I show you, before we start going to this, uh, I want to see if I can show you my notes for this, right? (laughs) What's the last thing you see on there? Oh. Something about the last thing I the last <laughs> thing I wrote. You can you can actually edit this off the show because this is just what I what I what I want to say was the last thing I wrote was the Joey was Joey Styles because of him doing the commentary. But after that was Eddie Gilbert versus Terry Funk, right? 
Yep. I got no notes. <laughs> I was showing you a blank piece of paper. <laughs> that's what I was showing you. I wanted you to see Joey Styles because that's when I was excited to see Joey Styles. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it was Eddie Gilbert versus Terry Funk. Blank piece of paper. What am I going to say? Right. <laughs> I don't have a lot of, I mean, I guess, I guess I don't have a lot of notes either because I was, I was just watching it. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't uh, thinking to write. I mean, I wrote a couple of things down. Um, about the finish, about the end of it. Agreed. I got, I got some notes. Um, oh, do share. Oh, I will. Um, Todd Gordon was on commentary. I think Todd Gordon shouldn't have been on commentary. They should have. I've said it this a couple times. They should have just left Joey out there. Um, there's a spot in the match. Where um, um, Funk is whipping uh, Gilbert with the chain, and Sully, honest to God, and this is like the first time that I was like, "Oh man, Sully's actually a wrestling fan." He does a David Crockett impersonation, like Funk. Yeah, Funk is whipping him with the chain, and Sully's like, "Whip him, whip him like a dog." He really does. He goes, "Whip him." Whip him like a dog. I'm like, yeah, Sully knows. Well, I'm not sure that's enough. <laughs> it might need me more to, to change me on that one. And I just thought it was kind of kind of silly that, that he did a, you know. I, I I just thought it was like it was great because um uh. One thing that I that I've discovered watching the shows the last couple of weeks was Eddie was actually feeling out the Philadelphia crowd, and if you watch some of the finishes that Eddie would do, they would be hokey Memphis finishes, mm-hmm. like ridiculous ones. You know, the referee's back is turned, Eddie has the gimmick, you know, or some it, that, that kind of crap, where it was kind of hokey. So you see that stuff happening. But he was kind of like feeling the audience out, and you hear him go, ah, you know, yeah. if they didn't like it or whatever. But yeah, the, this, this was another one of Eddie. This is a Memphis finish. And I, I'm sure Terry kind of realized, like, hey, we're in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have to give him something a little more different, a little more than just some stupid, you know, yeah, you some, fucked me finish. Yeah. <laughs> And then during the match, um, they're all both they're both getting struck by the chain. And Todd Gordon goes, "Fans at home, I don't know if you've ever been struck by a chain before, but I have, and it really hurts." It's like, <laughs> have you ever been struck by a chain, Todd Gordon? Well, he was struck by a chain by Eddie Gilbert when Eddie Gilbert killed his puppy or whatever the hell was going on. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> There's probably a YouTube video of Todd and some. Some chain story that we don't know about, <laughs> and then and then John Finnegan is like the toughest goddamn referee in the world because he takes the chain to the back of the head, like he takes the chain to the head, but the motherfucker does not go down. Like it's supposed to be with the chain, but he's just like fuck it, I'm gonna stagger around <laughs> and keep watching everything that's going on. He sees everything that's going on, and then both the other referees are coming out, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, this one's this one's uh, 
concussed. Uh, <laughs> this one's concussed, so we're going to bring out Kevin Christian. We're going to bring out the other one. And, and say, what the fuck is going on? Dude, I am not trying to laugh at this injury. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> you're right. The dude got in there with a big logging chain. <laughs> like, like, it looks like he stubbed his toe at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. He's just like, fuck. You know, but he sees everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean... I can't continue, guys. <laughs> fuck. Like, I, I mean... Kudos to Finnegan and Molyneux because they were all we had. They were all. I'm not, I'm not knocking them as people or performers or anything, but in the this fucking match. ref got bumped and he didn't even go down at all. No. He was like, God damn. Like. <laughs> he didn't even sell it. <laughs> he was just like, well, that just happened. Like, shit, you know? Fuck. <laughs> Like, like, you looked at Gilbert's like, dick? <laughs> like, what'd you do that for? And then yeah, that, the other refs, that, and they're like, oh, we gotta take him out. It's like, he's not even fucking down. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's there's, there's, there's the controversy. Finnegan's getting taken out. He's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Kevin Christian's shit. <laughs> it's like Monty Python and the Holy and the Holy yeah, Grail. Nearly, nearly bring out your food. dead. Bring <laughs> out your dead. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, no, it's bring, it's bring out your dead. I'm only apparently, he was black, apparently, apparently, fucking Finnegan was Black Patriot number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, them guys, Finnegan and fucking Jim Molyneux, dude. Like, because they were all we had until Sabu showed up with fucking Pee Wee. So they had to go out there and take. Some of them bumps weren't even planned because we knew we didn't have other refs to take the, the spot. So if they got bumped, sometimes it, it wasn't intentional. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's funny, game. dude. He got he got he got, <laughs> he got in there with a big ass big ass chain. He's like, what the like, fuck? The fuck? <laughs> and they were like, go sit down for a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> it's well, easy job. <laughs> But that was that was my take on this match. You guys. So here in comes the fuck, <laughs> the fuck finish at the end here for Terry, with uh, as we know Kevin Christian, Freddie Gilbert, doing the screw job finish on Terry Funk in this match. Anything else? I thought that, I mean the match was good. That you're right about the ludicrousness at the end, Aaron. But the match overall, watching Terry Funk work with Eddie Gilbert. Oh no, the match was great, and they both bled buckets, and it was it was a good it was a good match. Eddie, Eddie did were... Eddie did wonders, like um, to sell this as a cassette. Because watch when uh when they when he first got color, like mm-hmm. he went to the, the the side of the ring, he got color, and then Terry brought him back around to the to the forefront of the ring where the hard camera was. And that's when the color was coming down. Mm-hmm. And you can see Gilbert's head. Yeah. With the color. That was him selling the fucking the show. Like, Absolutely. you know, when they advertised the videotape. Look at this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? This dude, you know, 
And don't we don't want to judge the referee? He's fine. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about don't worry about the referee. <laughs> yeah, look at Eddie Gilbert. But um, yeah, you know that was him selling that shit. Like that stuff doesn't, doesn't just happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just don't happen. And and Gilbert's gonna take a lot of shit coming up right about right in the next couple of weeks. He's gonna end up taking a lot of shit. And I don't I, I don't even have an opinion where he even belongs because I wasn't there until right the day of after. Mm-hmm. The the show itself, this like I said, this match was good. The show itself, I I actually liked the show. Like I did the, too. The the only thing that I would say, the only things that I would say that I generally disliked or made me cringe were like like we talked about Sandman and Hot Sandman and Hot Body was bad. And uh Not Hot Body. No, Sam, Rebel. Sandman and Rebel. I'm sorry. Come on. It's <laughs> your bad matches right. <laughs> Sandman and Rebel was bad and the six man was bad. Other than that, decent show. Even Snuka was fine, you know. I mean Well I look at it this way. I mean, Aaron, I'm waiting to hear your opinion after. I'm going to say it real quick. But I think that if you, after we've watched, I don't know, X amount of weeks, nine, ten weeks of this nonsense, we've seen the crowd grow exponentially. And you look at this, this actually looks like a show that it created a buzz on the yeah. underground and people, people want to came see out to support. And I think this is what this is what ECW, you know, it ends up being. But you can see it right now. And if you can't, then you ain't fucking watching what I'm watching. Right. <laughs> I like on a star rating, and you guys are probably gonna shit on me for this. I gave it three out of five stars. I thought the goddamn show was entertaining. Like, I I don't I don't hate the rebel sandman match as much as you guys did and i the 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 six man match was ridiculous <laughs> but it was ridiculous fun you know what i mean well, like like it, this is silly enough to be fun and i've been watching and like i told you guys like this was like the cabrini wrestlemania 5 <laughs> like like i've been watching i've been invested in these guys for 8 or 9 weeks so this is their big blow off and I enjoyed it, and I thought this was a good show. Yeah, so did I. I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a totally fine show. I loved the look, mm-hmm. and and I don't know what Paul was thinking when he saw it, but I can see what I think Paul saw in this. You know, the whole entire layout, I could see it, and, and I was like, "God damn, that looks great, man!" And, and and the only like the only thing, and it wouldn't even be anybody's fault would have been that and I know I understand the budget constraints that they would have had on this show it would have been better if they would have been able to like you know like during the chain match be able to have like two or like two or three cameras I understand it's a budget constraint thing it would have been cooler to be able to like you know get a close up on like Eddie bleeding or Terry bleeding or even um, winners bleeding or whatever that's not their winner Larry winners bleed yeah if they would have a camera, you probably would have stole it. But, but like, <coughs> but as a show, I thought it was a really good show. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I wasn't upset after I was. I didn't look at myself and go, "I wasted an hour and a half of my life." Right. This well, I still good. wasted an hour and a half of my life, <laughs> and I, I was there at the fucking show. So now you guys are really killing me. <laughs> and, um, and but yeah, I liked it. I thought it was like it's it's everything that I that I wanted slash expected an independent show to be. You know, uh, if I if I'm a, a regular size Mark, I get to see Jimmy Snuka. I get to see some Jabroni guys. Bleed. I, I'm getting there. I'm getting ready to see like um Jabroni girl guys bleed that I don't even know half naked broads. Dick Murdoch. <laughs> um. You know, stop all of them. You know, I, I, I can, that, that to me is like whatever the price was is worth my money. Right. And like I said, I was, I was already there. Overall, I think I agree. Aaron actually said that, but I agree. I give it three out of five. It's, it's the, it's, especially considering what we've watched so far. You know, you see a stark improvement starting to happen. Um, and, things starting to come together like chad keeps saying you see these seeds getting planted and and things you can see things you they see things are in motion and things are are moving and shaking and it's fun to watch so for next week's show let me run down the preview on the wwe network we'll be watching the show from june 22nd 93 so airing just a few days after this one did Violence erupts when Hunter Q. Robbins III leads the Suicide Blondes into main event action against Sal Balomo and the Super Destroyers. So it's not (laughs) over yet. It's not over yet, buddy. Tommy Cairo Cairo takes Road Warrior Hawk's place in challenging Don Morocco for the East. Oh, good. Did they advertise that? Yeah. All this and much more (laughs) next week as we continue. Um, Any parting words, gentlemen, before we sign off for the evening? Wait a minute, I never got to plug my stuff. Oh, shit. Wait, no, let plug. plug shit. <laughs> well, you're not too busy shamelessly putting your tail between your legs, conceding <laughs> to some other fucking flailed podcast which claims to be in 2300. Come on. No, I, I got stuff to promote, pal. <laughs> Can I do it? Yes. Okay, well, let me do it then. And Chad, would you like to plug anything as we sign off this week? Oh, yes, I would. It's the holiday season, guys. Just check out Chad's Video Vault on Facebook. Go to my group. I'll add you. It's an exclusive group. But in December, I'm doing a 10 for 10. 10 DVDs for $10. Includes shipping, by the way. You pick the DVDs you want. And I'm also doing... um, that's pretty much about it. And, and you can you can follow me on Twitter, Chad Uber Demer, or Chad Austin Demera, and also on the show, guys. Go ahead, go about your business. <laughs> You're the man, Chad. All right, guys, thank you for joining us this week. We will see you next week as we continue trudging through the history of ECW. Have a great week, everybody. 